What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. That's good. 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 Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's it. Derek 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hey there, everyone. You found us again. Yay. We are the Salty Dogs. We Coming are. at you one more time. Specifically. No, no, no. Not one more time. Again. Again. One Not more the time. final time. Correct. Well, uh, I might be. We just don't know it yet. Continue. <laughs> My key card still worked this morning, so I feel pretty good. <laughs> By the way, specifically, I'm Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. And we thank you for joining us. <clears throat> and we have an exciting guest today. And it, it, I mean that because I, I just feel like he's a really high-energy guy. Yes. Jack Sitchie. You know that if you clicked on this. Um, and that's and you're saying <clears throat> his name correctly. It's, how do you say his last name? Sitchie. Sitchie. Yeah, like Itchy Sitchie. Rhymes with Itchy? Yeah. Okay. This is new information to you? Well, no. Uh, there have been, I have heard it different ways, but it's not the right way. Sichua? You, you know, Cincy. Cincy? There's no N? No. I'm All just right. That's throwing just, it out there. Okay. Let's but, don't. But I want to make throw sure. Throw it away. I throw it away so <clears throat> you don't make a mistake. So we're going to have Jack with us, and he's really, honestly, you, you know, he's one of the easiest guys on this team to root Very for. Very much so. Anytime a person has to come overcome multiple, and I guess at this point it's three going back to college, knee injuries, and he's still going... You know, you got to be impressed by that. At some point, somebody, I'm not saying him, but at some point, somebody might just say, that, all right, this is, that's enough's enough. Right? And, and not only that, but his attitude is very good. Yeah, he's, a, he's just strong. a real upbeat guy. Yeah, so I look forward to talking to him. <clears throat> he looked great in the preseason, too. Yeah, well, it, um, during Bucks Radio, after the Cleveland Brown game, uh, Bruce Arians uh, was talking to us uh, in the locker room after the game, like we do every week or after every game. And uh, he brought Jack up and said that uh, his play right there, he made the team. That's fantastic. And we were all like, dang. Well, you know. Because they don't usually say that. They don't. But And the coaches have said, they said several times in the week before the Cleveland and and Dallas games that there are guys that will make the team in the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't made the decision on five to ten spots. And it could be person A against person B. And one of the guys is going to make the team by his play in the next couple weeks. And. I don't know, maybe Sitchie already, Jack was already in a good spot before yeah. those games, but he was phenomenal the last two games. Well, <clears throat> you talk about making making the team, and uh, when we were in Dallas, uh, Thursday uh, was the game. We met with Bruce Arians, had a production meeting, and Bruce was a pretty, pretty good guy. He was pretty open about what was going on and to solidify what you were saying about open spots. He said there are seven. Wow. He said there are seven, seven spots tonight the there are, that are going to get decided. Seven to ten, going to get decided. Wow. And so, of course, we were all, you know, looking around. And, and a lot of it is, you know, what you can do. And if you can play special teams, That's it's amazing deal. how much you can That's hang on to deal. a team. Yeah, and I would imagine that a couple of those spots were at outside linebacker because it was a little surprising to see Noah Spence play every snap in the Cleveland game and a good number in the uh, in the final game when most of the quote-unquote starters, because he was listed as a starter, mm-hmm. uh, were – not playing the game. He's really the only one. 
And that had to show you that there was a job in the balance there. And so they didn't end up keeping Noah. And, and Coach just said nobody worked harder. He was great. He tried. He worked really hard all the way up to that point. He just said that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just came down to a, the amount of production when he was on the field. And they liked Damone Harris, and they liked Patrick O'Connor, although Patrick was later waived, and I think he said in the press conference they're trying to get him back. Right. So <clears throat> that's a couple guys that just produced more. And, and also, very much to your point, both Damone Harris and Patrick O'Connor played special teams and were productive in that regard as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, that let's see, today's Tuesday. They did cuts Saturday, Saturday and made a move <laughs> yesterday. I, I, you know, Bruce made a comment uh, in the very beginning when he first came to, to the Buccaneers as the head coach saying that they're always going to be looking. They're always if there is a guy out there that they think that can help the oh, yeah. team, they're think, gonna bring them in. So I, I I think there's gonna not necessarily constant movement, but when you can put guys on the practice squad or you know you think you can get them through, which is kind of scary, you know, if someone says, "Hey, I really want you. It's really good. I'm gonna cut you, <laughs> but don't worry about it. I'm gonna bring you back. So don't right. go anywhere." Yeah. I mean, how do you deal with that? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, at least it must be somewhat comforting to to be told, "Hey, we value you. We just can't make the numbers work." but we want to keep you around. I mean, if you get another opportunity, more power to you. But I'd rather hear that than, hey, listen, it's not going to work out. Can you imagine that in normal work life? <laughs> you know, like, You're hey, fired. You know. <laughs> but stick around. Stick around. Uh, we may need another yeah. uh, radio guy yeah, yeah. You know, you three know, weeks from now. Listen, we got someone with a little stronger <laughs> pipes than you have, but don't go too far. His voice is more mellifluous than yours. It may not work out, so don't, don't go. Uh, I would not enjoy that aspect. No. Of my employment. But the only reason why I bring it up is because it's, you know, people, I don't, you know, it's sports, so you don't think they're real people, and it's like, oh, he just got cut or whatever. I mean, some of those guys, that that's it. Yeah. That's the end, end of their dream. Yeah. Uh, the, the majority of them will get another shot somewhere. And, and, you know, if they end up on the practice squad like a bunch of them did, like, mm-hmm. say, Bruce Anderson, Nick Fitzgerald, um, Terry Beckner, the one draft pick that yep. was not kept on the 53, that's... It's actually a really good result for a lot of those guys. And, and let me give you an example. And I, I started to look up on uh, Sunday when I was writing the story about our practice squad guys, who was on the practice squad in the first week of last season. That's crazy. I was surprised. I knew there would be some. I was surprised five of the ten guys that were on the first practice squad last year were on the 53-man roster on Sunday mm-hmm. to open the next season. That shows you how valuable that practice squad is for both team and player. So guys like Dario Ogumbawale, mm-hmm. Devon Harris, uh I think, actually, Patrick O'Connor was one of them, and, you know, he was since released. But he could come back. <clears throat> he could come back to go in one year from practice squad to opening day roster. Bobo Wilson was another one. So uh, that that really, those guys, I, I, you know, I can't tell them how to feel, and I'm sure every single guy who doesn't make 53 is disappointed in that. But I, I would hope that they still feel pretty good about where they are. Yeah, and I also think it, it, it shows that the coaching staff, the scouting staff, they see something in someone, and yeah, right now sure. you're just not at that point. Yeah. But we're not going to lose you. We're going to figure out a way to keep you, and they do. And uh, it, you talk about continuity. You talk about oh, a lot of new guys, but you just named five that have been around, even though they're new for the 53. Yeah. Anything about the uh, cuts or the guys that made it that surprised you? Uh, I would say the running back position was the only one that made me kind of go. Mm. That we went with only three? Yeah. But now it's four. Well, now it's four today, yes. But yesterday it was that. Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't, I wasn't, there was nothing that made me go, oh, really? Um, 
that fourth running back, by the way, is TJ Logan. Out of Arizona. Uh, yeah, and Coach was with the team when they drafted him in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then they were very disappointed that year because he, uh, I think he hurt something. I can't think now what it was, shoulder maybe, and had to end up on injured reserve. So, Bruceton, wow. that was Bruce's last year in Arizona. So, he yeah. came and played last year right. and was very good on kickoff returns. And he had a really good preseason, averaged like 6.2 yards per carry. According to Coach, he has like 4.3 speed. And he's he's immediate, he steps in here and immediately becomes the, the uh, first string kickoff returner. Yeah, coach and, said that today. And and uh, the Bucks had success back in '02 out of a running back from Arizona, <laughs> Michael Pittman. Yes, <laughs> I just when you were saying that, I, look at I'm looking for something to tie I, it together. But. I can do you one up from there. All right, go okay, ahead. Okay, so in the 2002 draft, we didn't have a first or second round pick because we had traded that and other things for John Gruden. Mm-hmm. And or the rights to sign yes. to hire John Gruden, and so our first pick of that entire draft was a receiver out of Michigan named Marquise Walker. Remember him? I do. Well, I'm surprised because he never really played. No, he don't believe he got into a single game with us. He ended up on injury reserve. He was he look he came in here. He, he you saw this guy. He's a rookie. He looks like he's 35 years old. <laughs> and he um so it was not it didn't end up being a very good pick. And at the end of the year, or sometime in the next offseason, the Buccaneers basically was one of those challenge trades where you trade your guy who's not working out for their guy yeah. who's not working out. We traded Marquis Hill straight up for Thomas Jones. Remember that running I back? I do. Thomas Jones had been a first-round pick, I think a high one, like seventh overall or something. Didn't really work out in Arizona. Had a couple years there, didn't really work out. So that trade happened. Jones comes in here in 03, and um, we had some running back issues. The guys got hurt, and he got a shot second half of the season and did really, really well. And the next thing you know, he gets this huge contract in Chicago. And he yep, went on yep. to have a pretty nice career in Chicago was, with the yep, Jets. Yep. And he was a nice guy, too. Yeah. yeah. And so was, I mean, I, I, so was Michael Pittman. To us? Yeah, to us he was, yes. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a little bit of Arizona connection. So we should connection. feel good about getting an Arizona Well, it's bike. just not just Bruce's connection to Arizona. There's, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe it's the mojo. Well, I know? think it's exciting because we've needed a um, kickoff return spark. And uh, this guy was really good in college. On kickoff returns, and he did well last year when he had shot. Were you surprised uh, on the kicker who uh, survived? Uh, no, of course not. No, funny because that was still up in the air from what from what uh, they were telling us uh, on Thursday. But I you know, think you say that to players. Yeah. What 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 could Matt Gay have done in that last game to lose the job? I mean, if he went zero for three, are you going to ignore everything he did before that? No, but I think there is there was some concern on the short ones, and so I think that was he I missed think, one. I know thirty seven yards and it hit the upright because mm-hmm. he was trying to play the wind and it didn't happen. Yeah, I I continue to think that's a silly argument that okay. he can't make short ones unless it's just all a matter of concentration. Because if you make a actually his alignment, that's what it was. He kicks the, talked about it. He kicks the he kicks his field goals pretty straight. Mm-hmm. So if he can make it from forty eight, it should go in from thirty five. And uh, <clears> so where do you think Carlos ends up? I always thought it was going to be the Bears, but so they, I, they, maybe it still will be because you can easily. The guy, the guy missed the extra point by like I, 20 he, he yards. He yanked it. <laughs> That's about as I'm bad sorry. as it gets. We should not laugh. Yeah. That's we've, not seen, funny. we've seen our <laughs> share of kicking issues right Listen, here. it's not. It, it just, at that level, Well, though, he kept his job, so. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's amazing. Maybe Minnesota because they have. Um, they just got a new punter because the Browns cut their punter. Oh, wow. Well, Minnesota had, had veteran Dan Bailey, I think. But I don't think they were thrilled with him because they traded, I believe, a fifth-round pick mm-hmm. to Baltimore in August to get, and I can't pronounce his name, but the last name looks like Vedvik, 
to get their guy who is not going to make their team because they have Justin freaking Tucker, who's yeah. the best kicker in the game. So it's amazing that Baltimore got somebody to trade him a pick for a guy they definitely were not going to keep. But he goes to Minnesota and misses. I believe he missed every kick in games that he tried, and they cut him. So, Usually happens. So if they weren't, if they, you could go, well, we got Dan Bailey, no problem. But if they were happy with Dan Bailey, they wouldn't trade a fifth-round pick for this guy. So maybe that's another opportunity for Cairo if they, they don't like Bailey. Well, I hope, I, you know, I think, I think he gets picked up. Um, I, I hope that. Um, Somebody will need a kicker before the season. Yes, over. Why wouldn't you call yes. Cairo? And I, and I hope that um, our kicking problems are solved. Yeah, it's too early for us to believe that's absolutely true, but it sure looks like it's heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Plus, we got two guys that can kick off now because Pinion and uh, and Mac A can get it into the end zone pretty much whenever they want to. So and they and a lot of that too. When they uh, in the preseason, we asked Bruce why he wasn't kicking into the end zone, and he said because we want to see him bring the ball out. We want to see yeah. how the other guys can come. And you tackle. need practice. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He goes, "We know he can put it in the end zone anytime he wants, and we probably will." Yes, but we want to see what our guys if they understand the scheme on <laughs> on how to tackle. So, you know, yeah. it's another thing that I find interesting that I hadn't thought about it until a coach said it, I think, a week or two ago. When you have a good kickoff return man that teams know is good, they're more likely to kick it for a touchback, mm-hmm. which is fine. You get the ball to 25. I mean, I would rather – honestly, the way our return game has been for the last five or six years, I'd rather every single kickoff against us goes into the end zone for a touchback because we get a 25-yard line average. That's awesome. 25-yard line, no chance for a fumble. No so chance if, for if this guy proves to be good, TJ Logan, mm-hmm. we'll probably end up getting more touchbacks because they will want to avoid him. I never thought about that before, hmm. ever in my whole life. Well, 25-yard <coughs> line it is. We'll start mar- marking it down and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think that there was a ton surprising uh, in the cuts or the keeps, if you will. No. Uh, because I think we discussed this and thought they were going to keep six receivers, and they did, the mm-hmm. six we thought. Uh, we thought they were going to keep Tanner Hudson as a fourth tight end. Not everybody I did. was really <clears> hoping <throat> they would. I think it's great. Um, and, you know, we've had injuries at the tight end position in the last few years, so it's nice. Even if he isn't intricately involved in the offense to begin the season, maybe he's not even active on game day to begin the season, he'll get his shot. When we were talking we'll with, need him at some point. When we were talking with Bruce, it's, I've never heard it put this way, but – I really liked how it was done. We we were talking to Bruce, and he goes, yeah. He goes, we hired 90 guys to fire 37. <laughs> that sucks. And, and when he said it, I was like, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. But you're hiring 90 guys to fire 37. Well, you, but he inherited a business that already had a certain number yes. of employees. But Some he, of them were still around. But yes, yes. Like, he already had Levante David. He didn't have to hire him. No. Although, I'm sure Levante would have done fine in an interview. If necessary. You would think? Yes, I think so. And today is Tuesday at practice. And so. he was practicing today, uh, and so is Vita Vea. Uh, These are good things. Uh, and Coach, now we're, this will, you'll hear this on Wednesday or later, but yeah. we're talking on Tuesday. Coach said he hoped there would be a couple more guys back tomorrow, and that could mm-hmm. be Mike Edwards. Yeah. Um, that could be Devontae Bond. By the way, speaking of the roster, Devontae Bond made it, and I think he made it because – well, he's very good on special teams, but I think he made it because – they switched him from inside to outside linebacker, and they're like, wow, this really works. Now, they can still – that gives you a lot of flexibility in your numbers because if you feel like you're one short at inside linebacker, he can still play that. So yeah. having guys like that is really good for putting a roster together. But um, he has actually been changed on the roster to designate himself as an outside linebacker, so that's a done deal. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm getting excited. I mean, you know, it is Tuesday, and did walk out and did see guys that you were wondering, hey, are, are they going to go? Seems like uh, the handling of uh, – yeah. Of the players, yeah. uh, physically with injuries or 
just the whole preseason, I thought it was handled really well. May not be best for the fans because you're not seeing everybody, but they certainly were making sure that when it mattered, and that will be this Sunday, that they're going to have almost everybody. Yeah, back. there's not going to be much of an injury issue at all, and that mm-hmm. feels really good. Yeah. I mean, and, it's and, a great place to be. And you also <clears throat> have to keep into consideration that you are playing uh, two games in five days. Yeah, that's true, too. And that's something that they had to think about even during the preseason at training camp because once you hit Sunday, you're traveling Wednesday, you're playing Thursday. Yeah, it's a tough. That's tough. Yes, it's a tough schedule. So, Top I mean, to bottom. It's a, it's it's the beginning, but then hey, you know, everybody's got got something in their schedule. They don't. Yeah, like. coaches generally like to say, hey, you got 16 games. You already knew who you're going to play. It doesn't really matter what order they come in. But no. there are some challenges on this schedule, as we yeah. well know. Yeah. And we'll and we'll we'll talk about it because you and I will be living those challenges too. <laughs> and so it's that old five days of work in three days. Thing. Yeah. Well, the, the uh, you know, For everybody, it, but you remember in 98 when we, uh, when Raymond James stadium, seven straight road trips, seven straight road trips. When you, it, that was hard. That was a blast. It, yeah. Especially the Oklahoma trip. Yeah. When, yeah, I was going to say when we played Kansas city in Norman, Oklahoma, which is my birthplace, Norman, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. I did not know this. My dad was a grad student at OU at the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I'm an and you went to Northwestern, and you went. I was to... in St. Louis by then. I was, oh, okay. I was in St. Louis from like three years old on. All right, it's only okay. like a five-year drive, five-hour drive to yeah. Northwestern. No, I, I, I know. It's, no, I did not know that. My That's Wildcats took it on the chin against Stanford. The, the offense did not look good. I did watch that game though. I'll give but you a, uh, the guy we're about to have on here, mm-hmm. he's he was very happy with his team's performance. And, Unbelievable uh, to, the, to the dismay of USF fans. Yes, uh, that, that game was <laughs> over before it started. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously, when they had a lightning delay, uh, and, I, and when they had a lightning delay, you know, first thing I thought of, dang, good thing we're not there because right. that is horrible. We are wearing red, Jeff. I wanted to bring this up. When on Sunday? I love it. You do? Yes. Everybody's excited about it. That's fine. I love it. Red pants? No. Red jersey? No. Peter pants? We're wearing it. Love we're wearing it. it. I love it. Jeff, 40, 40 I love it. four decades of wearing white that, early at home. I like it. I love it. I <laughs> want, want some more I think you're going to get some more of it. Who is that? I don't know. Country. Tim McGraw. Tim, oh, Tim McGraw. On Sunday. Yes, yes. Sorry, my bad. Oh, I man. did just a... And, and they're going to have a special encore performance right. at halftime. Sing Are me you another Tim me? McGraw song. You got another one? You know I did. You know. Oh, Excuse me? Don't take the girl. That's a Tim McGraw song. Uh, you, yeah, you wanna, I'm sure my wife would love I, it. You, my wife is so excited about this I, game. Can I tell you something? You listen to Don't Take the Girl, you'll tear up. I think I've heard that one. It's a, I, I love that song, but it's a, it's a, hard, it's a hard one. It's yeah. a hard one. You know I did country for a number of years, I did right? know that. Yes. You poor guy. Yes. I'm, I'm obviously yeah. showing my musical taste. Yes. Here. I'm not a country guy. Yes, you're I have been to a Tim McGraw concert, though. I went with my wife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I've been there. T- I've been with them too. It was at the um, state fairgrounds. No, it was at the hockey stadium. Oh, at uh, some years ago. Uh, it wasn't anytime recently. So, anyway, anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people are very, very excited about yes. Tim It doesn't matter that that's not my musical taste. <clears throat> it is but, a lot of people's musical but, taste. But but the thing is, is that you say country and every he's just a plain. Old he's a bit song. of a crossover. Right? Wow, he's just a superstar, and he's just going to play songs yeah. that you're just going to like. Our fans are going to go. Nice. All right, I got one for you. Another song. Yep. No, not another song, but just. Out of curiosity, you say superstar. So if you're a superstar, if I said, Scott, for you to be a superstar, how many number one hits would you need? Um, four or five. 
Guess how many number one hits Tim McGraw has? Country number one on the country charts. Number one on the country charts. Yes, number yes. one. Number one's number one in any one of the uh, any formats. Nope. More. More. Twenty. More. Come on. Twenty-five. More. You, just tell me the number. Forty-three. That's incredible. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's incredible. That's what you heard. This, so this is unsubstantiated. Now, do you doubt me? A little bit. I think everybody just Google it. Tim McGraw, 43 number, number one hits. ones. 43. That's like four albums. Yes. Of number one hits. There's no way you could play all those. I am, I am legitimately shocked. That's why we're That's saying. That's impressive. How many does like Michael Jackson have? It can't be more than 15. Mm. 15 or 20. Yeah, I don't know. Prince, my all-time favorite. I don't know. I don't think there's a pop star that has 43 number one hits. You're I mean, googling it right now, aren't you? I am double checking. Well, do you want to um, you want to get back to that on our third segment? We could we could end it right here. Get, bring Jack in here, and then we, we can, could you could get the answer on that. I don't know. I keep scrolling, <laughs> and I keep saying more, more, more. So more, more, more. Who was that? How do you like it? How do you like it? Um, it's a disco song. It is. It? it is. Wow, I'm really showing my age. You are. All right, All let's right. Uh, let's get Jack in here. Um, I think I'm really excited. He, I just asked him minutes ago. And he said, yeah, let's do it. So cool. that was off, off, I'm we, excited. We tried to get these guys I locked not, in days earlier, but we didn't really have a chance. I know you find this hard to believe. I have not met him. Well, I know who he is, but I have not met him. You're going to like him. You're yeah. going to like him. Let's okay, get to cool. him. Okay. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs, and as promised, we've got a special guest with us now. Uh, I think first time on the show. I don't first think we had me last year. That's first Jack Sitchie you're hearing right there. First time uh, caller, uh, long time <laughs> listener. Appreciate he, you coming. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. No, he'd, thanks he'd, for having me. He'd heard of us. Yeah, have I you told really? him, yeah. I started telling what the name was. He said, oh, yeah, I've heard yeah. I saw it on Twitter. Really? Yeah, I think when, back when you guys had HUD on. Uh, it was just a couple was, weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. All right, we're getting well, famous now. now. here's my question. Did <laughs> HUD tell you to listen, or did you catch it on your well, own? Well, no, he was like, he was like, oh, I got this like little interview to do, and then I saw him retweet it, so I was like, oh, nice. check it out, you know, yeah, yeah. at the lay of the land. So, wow. uh, before we get on to Buccaneer stuff, uh, you got to see a game you really enjoyed just the other day over at Raymond James Stadium, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the Badgers came to Ray J, and um, they came out firing all cylinders, which was a nice... Uh, pick me up from the way they started off last season so we'll hope they can continue that going forward yeah that is a good start yeah but it was against well no. yeah. <laughs> hey, they've been good they've been good at times yeah, well, you did, yeah it, it, were you surprised that they were able to put that many points up no because kind of, historically when they get rolling they kind of have a tendency to do that but it was it wasn't a pleasant surprise to see that they kind of the, the offense really started clicking obviously with with jt back there that we have a lot of a lot of talent, but um, I mean, with every new season, it's like kind of hard game planning for the first game of every season because we could get we we're thinking we're going to get this, but at the end of the day, we could get something completely different. Is, so. it, is it weird being on the sideline watching your old team? Yes, definitely. It was it was weird being at Ray J watching that that team. <laughs> I had been last year. I got to go back to Madison. I stood on the sidelines for one of those games, and that was fun and a little less weird. But having my uh, my college team here at Ray J, that was pretty sweet. I think. Nice. Jack, you know it's part of your story that you've had to overcome several knee injuries along mm-hmm. the way, including one last year, uh, and it's awesome to see you all the way back. Do you go through stages of how you feel and how you accept it when it happens? Yeah. Um, this this time I was a little more accepting because um, right away I knew I I knew the pain and I knew exactly uh, – I felt it happen. I was like, oh, well, there she goes. But um, honestly, being able to attack rehab was a lot easier this time. 
And it was also nice because I only had to focus on getting back on the field. Last time it was like, oh, well, I think I could probably do the three-cone drill at Pro Day. So I'm kind of thinking about stuff that's not really football-related. Yeah. But it was important for my development at that point, trying to make sure make yeah. sure everyone knows that I was still back. But this time it was nice. I was just like, oh, I just got to go play football again. There's no real deadlines I have to hit. I just have to go as I, as I feel good. So I was like, I'm just going to attack every day. And as, as the weeks go by, it kind of gets redundant and gets really monotonous. But it, it, it really started picking up steam down the end, and I was feeling really good. And I'm like, you know what? I think we can do this. I've, awesome. I've put in everything I could yeah. put in. So You always this jacked up on talking about something <laughs> not good. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing no. these, these injuries have taught me is I can, I can make the best out of, of something that's not really good. Um, so it's kind of look at those positives, and you, you figure out your support system through times like this. My family's been huge. But um, it's kind of just I try and have a have a no bad day mentality, and nice. um, what I'm gonna Jeez. I'm gonna get work done how how I can. If I was I was on crutches and I I gotta do like a a quad set to, right. to try and get my knee back, that was what I was gonna do. But now it's it's a lot better being able to run around out there and, and have energy out there too. I Jeff, like it. I was kind of in a bad mood when I came in today. You're, you're all, <laughs> how would we know? I can't feel that way anymore. <laughs> how would we know? We are oh, salty. Oh, there's Scott. So. You know, I don't know how you felt when camp started, but it's a new new coaching staff, new defense. You're coming back from an injury. I don't know how confident you were, but, I mean, it's obviously gone fantastically for you. And, and Bruce Arians basically let the cat out of the bag after the third game. He mm-hmm. basically said you'd made the team work. How did you feel coming into it? Was it a certainty to you, or? Well, it was. It, I was really anxious because I really, I really liked Bulls' scheme, and I really wanted to get involved in it. It was similar to what I'd done in college and just the way Coach Bowles attacks stuff and the way he kind of brings stuff up. It's like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to hit him. That really got me going. I was like, I really want to – I remember texting my parents and my agent. like, I think I can do good stuff in this defense. I, I, I like where the, these coaching staff is coming from. Um, so I was a little anxious to get out there um, at the start of camp. But then once I got out there, kind of got my sea legs, it just kind of kept coming as naturally as I think it could. So as far as that goes, I think I was just anxious to kind of get more and more reps and just kind of keep acclimating myself to the defense. And it was nice OTAs. I got to stand next to Coach Caldwell and Coach Bowles, and I got to pick their brain and kind of just take mental reps all through that Mm. as much as I want to be out there physically. But then I think once the the time rolled around for me to start going back out there and camp, that those mental reps and really kind of sitting in their hip pocket and trying to learn as much as I could paid off a lot because I felt like I could play fast. Yeah, I, I would say that there was. I don't think you needed anything to prove in game four, but there was a set, and it was three consecutive plays. You got a sack straight up the middle. Next play, I don't think you were credited with the tackle, but you basically made the guy run out of bounds on the left sideline. And mm-hmm. the very next play, you made a tackle right on the right sideline. I mean, that's three plays, Jeff. Mm-hmm. The field's fifty-three yards yes. wide, and he made plays all three segments. That, I mean, obviously, you're feeling good. That's and that's one thing I really like about Coach Bowles' defense is I feel like as an inside linebacker, you're never out of the play. You oh, have cool. the range, and that's kind of one thing his scheme gives you is you have the range to really make a play on either side of the field. Even if the run's away from you, you can kind of chase it down from the backside. And I think you'll see a lot of that with uh, with Levante and Devin, that they're going to be wide-ranging guys, and we're going to be making plays on, on all over the field, which will be nice. Is it a complicated defense? Um, yes and no. I mean, it's pretty simplified when we boil it down. We might – dial up some pressures that kind of give some guys some headaches. But I think at the end of the day, it's pretty simple. Usually it's going to be a man pressure um, or there might be a little bit of zone. But the nice thing is, is 
it's a lot of same as. So mm-hmm. this pressure is, a, is, is really the same as this for everyone besides like two people. This is the responsibility to flip. So when when you can kind of um, isolate stuff like that, it makes it easier to understand. But it's well disguised, right? Yeah, that's one of Bulls' big things. Yes, mm-hmm. smoke and mirrors. <laughs> a lot of smoke and mirrors. But I, you know. I, you're not the first player to come in here or defensive player to come in here. Look, at he knows how to use I a know, he does button. it better than I do. You notice Scott coughing the whole time players. he was talking? <laughs> yeah. And the reason why we bring this up is because Scott always likes to tell everybody, now this is your cough button, but he never uses <laughs> yes, it. But yes. but why change now? Right. Can't can't teach an old dog new, new tricks. Ah, there, we there, go. We go. there we go. But uh, a lot of number of the guys that we've talked to on the defensive side, they just really love this. Is it? Is it because of how it's presented, or is it actually the scheme? Because a lot of times, you know, coaching makes the difference. Honestly, a bit of both. But I think that they've made it clear that they want us to be playmakers. So when you're telling your guys you want them to be playmakers and we're going to set you up to be in positions and make plays, as a defender, that's really all you can ask for. You're like, all right, now they, they trust me. They, they know what I'm capable of. And I just have to take advantage of my opportunities when I get them. You saw a lot of guys do that. You saw Jay White with that pick right before halftime. Um, in the Browns game, and you saw a lot of guys kind of take advantage. Shaq, um, in that Dallas game, he he really kind of cemented himself out there, and it, it's all good to see. It's good to see when, when guys really take advantage of those opportunities. One, because it's what the coaches want for us, but you can see your teammates kind of kind of flourishing around you, which is awesome. So this is your second year in Tampa now. What, what do you think of this area? You know, coming? The, the heat took a little bit to acclimate <laughs> to, but I've been down here for, that was about, a quick answer. For, for about a month and a half, or a year and a half now, and uh, I love it. I love it. I live pretty near the facility, so I, I'm never really – I'm not far – I'm 20 minutes from downtown if I ever go downtown, but mm-hmm. about – 10, 15 minutes from anywhere else. So if, if you, I want, if you ever had a desire to yeah, go downtown, exactly, exactly. Who <laughs> I does never go Who I, I can't remember. No, I, yeah. I really like the Tampa area. Um, a lot of, a lot of people kind of my age. So me and the guys, when we have free time, we, we have some fun with it, but I enjoy Tampa a lot uh, for a Midwestern kid. I think I fit in pretty well. <laughs> what do you do with your free time? What's your, what's your thing? Um, I, I really wanted to golf, but with the injury being, <laughs> I had some rehab. Um, oh, I don't yeah. really, I don't really get to do that. And, Sometimes I don't know if I want to be swinging the sticks when it's 95 yeah. and humid out. There's better ways to swing. Actually, actually, it's not bad. Yeah, no? No, I admit it's not. You get used to it. Yeah, I'm you sure. Know, you know, it's, it's no worse than playing outside nope. when it's 20 degrees. Sure. Or you just don't sure. golf because it's boring. What? Yeah, Scott hates golf. Not golfers? <laughs> not hates, a golfer. Just totally. That's what he, I'm surprised he didn't fall asleep as soon as we bring up golf. Yeah. But, Did no. you? Uh, well, you know what I do like is baseball. Were you a, a multi-sports guy? When I you was. Out? So I played... <laughs> um, Football, basketball, hockey, and baseball. Hockey. All up until probably fifth grade and then I ditched baseball just wasn't really my speed uh, it wasn't wasn't a great hit, wasn't a great yeah. hitter so kind of tough to get into and then um, after seventh grade I had to choose between basketball or hockey and uh, went with just hockey football or I mean nice. basketball football from there on okay. out you dropped hockey yeah I know and really? being, being where I'm from I probably should have stuck with it but if I had who knows if what? I'd be here what did you play uh, def- in hockey I yep. played defense you're a defensive guy yeah I was, okay. the, I was the goon Shocker. Yeah, so you could, you could exactly. hit in hockey exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dang, you took showed basketball I, over well, my, my I have two older sisters, and they're very good at basketball. My um, middle sister, she played basketball at Wisconsin. Oh, nice. cool. So um, not to say that forced my hand, but I think I was more comfortable with basketball probably. Okay. And I probably had a little more grasp on it. My dad played, so he was our coach. Whereas oh, hockey, cool. um, it, was, it was nice having my dad as coach. He coached me in football, and he coached me in basketball. Um, and 
just he was he would never be a hockey coach. He's, he's not, he's not, he, he won't he won't hate me for saying that either. He definitely yeah. would would never be able to coach hockey. Did you, did you play pickup with your sisters in in the driveway? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mean, they for for the first. 12, 13 years of my life, they took it to me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, they they were they let me have it. But there was but luckily once I started kind of growing and maturing, I was able to flip the script. <laughs> and um, the, we kind of the ab- first 12, 13 years were a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> he turned, and then he gets he's reverse dunking on them. And when was the last time you put a pair of skates on? Um, I think probably junior, senior of college. Okay. In the winter, we'd go out skate on ponds and stuff. You never right? forget. No, no, absolutely. You really? Yeah. I can, once you skate, you can you can skate. Yeah. You can't necessarily go from uh, rollerblades or uh, roller skates from ice skates. Yeah. There's a different a, way of stride. But, yeah. But, but once you've had ice skates on and you get comfortable with them, I think you'll always be able to kind of step back out there and be like, all right. Nothing's better than when people, when you tell people you can skate and they don't believe it, then you do it. And then they go, wow. Mm-hmm. You're speaking I for skate. personal experience. Yes, right? I do. <laughs> I can skate I can too skate. as long as there's that board right there. Yeah, right no, 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 no. I played <laughs> hockey too. I grew up in Chicago. Oh, there you That's go. what you do. Yeah. You're learning stuff about us, Jack. That's it. Well, Jack, thank you. And, and yeah. also thank you because uh, you're very nice to come here on short notice. Especially uh, no with problem. this week. This week is just yeah, kind of crazy. And you guys had, what, four days off? Yeah. So today you actually came in. We're recording this on Tuesday. Usually Tuesday's your day off. They call this a bonus day, but you did practice. So yep. excited about uh, I always like this question, you know. This is going to end it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. end it. Well, Are you excited go. about Sunday's game? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> juiced up to say the least. At least. <laughs> All right. Look forward to seeing you this season. Congratulations. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Awesome. The Salty Dogs. We're back again for the third and final segment of this week's Salty Dogs yes, podcast. Yes, After having just had a very nice conversation there with uh, Mr. Jack Sitchie. Yeah, I like What a great kid. Too bad. Uh, I can call him kid. I think he is. I think he needs a little caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> he answers every question very energetically and enthusiastically. And it was not fake. No, no. You, you can see. He was, very, he was, very, I think he had a good time. Very, very, very real. But good guy. Very good guy. Easy guy to root for, for sure. Um, I like it. So, Jeff, uh, when at the end of the first segment, yes. before we talked to Jack, you were making some claim about... Yeah, 43. 43. So what did you find? Uh, now I'm seeing different numbers. I'm seeing higher, lower. Seeing you 40. saw something like 45 yes. overall, whatever yes. that means. It must be yeah. different charts, combining uh, them all together. Yeah, I would think... Uh, this... this um, this list I found from well, Wikipedia. Says, okay, you got to remember now. Now the Billboard charts are different than than there. The way records are rated, there was Billboard, there was Radio and Records, then there's also some other ways to do it. You know, mm. so it, it said he'd released 64 singles, 27 hit number one on the Billboard. That's charts. incredible. The Billboard charts are different than like what radio stations played, and then how it gets sold. So. I think that um, it whatever the number really is, it's really, really. It's, I think it's pretty clear to say that he's the top country star of this generation. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at a list from Wikipedia, which, as you pointed out, is an yeah. awesome source, all time that you can always believe, right? Right. Most c- number one country hits ever in the list. He's not number one, but it's like George Strait, Conway Twitty, Merle Haggard, mm-hmm. Ronnie Millsap, Alabama, Charlie Pride, Eddie Arnold. Right. These are all. Older, that's, that's, those like guys a, those aren't making music 50, anymore, 60s, right? There's yeah. probably fewer acts. Yeah, those were, than, yes. Well, different way, the way you... He's ahead of Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton, that tells you a yeah, lot. Yeah, yes. 
Yes. Well, there's different ways. But at one time, the only way you rated music was on jukeboxes and radios. Oh, wow. And then it was radio. Now it's podcast. Now, okay. I mean, now there's all these different well, ways. We're going to have to rename this the country either, music podcast if we don't stop with this. Hey, well, but I'm excited about Sunday, you know? McGraw, you need Tim to know. Tim McGraw. I'm trying to think of a podcast. Do you know who his dad was? Mr. McGraw. You're going to be shocked by this. The baseball player. Tug. I was right. You were. I th- I've heard that before. Yes. Tug McGraw. Yes. Okay, you want right. to get to the questions? We got some questions. I'm ready, Jeff. I got a question from from uh, uh, Twitter for the first time. Ah. They they tagged they tagged it. They they added me. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? And they they gave the hashtag salty dog. So okay, this is so this is the question from a Richard DeSola from Twitter. Scott, you remind me of the Alton Brown of the Buccaneers football. <laughs> Knowledgeable, educational, education. Let me finish. Stop laughing. <laughs> Knowledgeable, educational, and detail-oriented. So for my Salty Dogs question, what is your favorite food, and how do you like to prepare, prepare it on game day? Do you know who Alton Brown is? So why is that funny, then? Just the way he's describing you is pretty accurate. Oh, Alton Brown is this, um, he's one of those um, TV food stars, uh-huh. you know, like, uh, on, on the, you see him as guests on the shows like, you know, Iron Chef or... Okay. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, he's he's a guy that knows everything about cooking, absolutely everything. He's a really he's an entertaining guy. He should be on more shows, to be honest with you. Yes. I, for some reason, Jeff, I don't cook much, but I like cooking competition shows. Mm-hmm. It's a real weird thing. So, what is your fave? So, here's the thing. He's asking us what do we what's our favorite food, and how do you like to prepare it on game day? Well, my favorite food on almost every single game day is whatever happens to be in the press box because we're always working, right? <laughs> so, I would say my least favorite food on game day is Cincinnati Skyline Chili when you're at a Bengals game. Yeah. That's that's disgusting. Did you have the food at uh, Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was very Did you try the mac and cheese? No. Well, we're going to get that at Raymond. But James you know what table. they have? They had a, they had that or that table where they had um like bins of candy. Yes. And they had some gummy bears there. And I need to find out what brand they were because they were the most Flavorful, juiciest gummy bears. We were all exclaiming about it. They also had malted milk balls there. Uh, yeah, they, they, they had some really interesting good. stuff there. That whole candy bar is awesome. <laughs> Doesn't take much to please us. So I guess if you're, if if those rare days, maybe like a Super Bowl mm-hmm. when we're not in it, which has been all but one of them so far. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember what I ate when we were in the Super Bowl, but I, you know, if I'm watching that game um, or it's our bye week, if I am going to make something like a game day food. I like this thing called Rotel cheese dip. You ever heard of Rotel? No. You can find it in the uh, in the um, vegetable aisles, canned vegetables in your grocery store. Really? And it's a mixture of peppers and tomatoes, and it's spicy. And you just melt a certain amount of Elvita, pour the can of Rotel. Well, in, first of all, you lost together. you lost me when. Never mind. <laughs> if it's not, it's you, it's you just the, melted cheese with. Do spice. you know? Do you know it's not real cheese, right? Yeah. It's okay, okay. So a cheese food. Okay. So it's easy to melt. That's the point. Yes. I'll bring you some, and you'll realize, Ooh, oh, this is fantastic. This is awesome. That's really, really easy. If I'm really, really being ambitious, I do have a chili recipe like most people do, uh-huh. and uh, I like that a lot, and it gets better the next day. It gets hotter when you yeah, heat it up. Yeah, I love it. I, love, okay, if I, I'm, I could go with that. If I'm going to a Super Bowl party, I'm hoping that they have chili. If not, bring your own. There you go. Why would you go to a party and not bring some? <laughs> yeah, we'd probably not bring chili, because yes. I wouldn't want to give mine away. Okay. What about you? Sorry, sticks. Yeah, no. Ants on a log. No, I'm I'm pretty open when it comes to, you know, I don't really have necessarily favorite favorite, um, you know, in the press box. You're being really wishy-washy. Yeah, I know because I don't really have anything that you know. I mean, I'm I I really love chicken wings, but I only like them one way, and that's naked and double fried. 
with hot sauce on them. Yeah, you mean naked is in not breaded like Correct. like at Hooters. Yeah, yeah, that's, just, that's and you can get them at Hooters non. You can now. You yeah. got to say naked. <clears throat> you got to tell for them. It. Yeah, but I'm I'm real big into into wings that. is a good choice. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'll I, I'll tell you. Um, I was in, <laughs> I was in Hawaii. And uh, oh, there's, there's yeah, well, there's this Who's restaurant, and, and they had they had Asian chicken wings. Oh yeah, those are great, I, unbelievable. I mean, but that was a huge. You're, if you can't see this, but he's holding his hands like yes, two feet apart. Exactly, as if they this, were huge. They were huge. It's I like, think the place was called the Lady and the Pig. Um, it was really really good. It was very good. In fact, it was so good went went twice. But um, I, yeah, I but yeah, I, but how I long like were you chicken. in Hawaii? I don't know. That time. Ten days. And you went to the same place twice? Yeah. That has to be good if you're on a vacation in Hawaii mm-hmm. and you go to the same place twice. Yeah. <clears throat> you know and what they you know what they have there are the shrimp trucks. Do you ever go to one of those? Mm-hmm. And they're like really spicy yes. shrimp. That stuff is great. I, but see I think I think basically anything spicy I'm in. I want yeah, I agree with you completely. I can go with anything. You would like spicy. my chili then. Oh. All right. Well, thanks for the question on Twitter and fans yes. remember you can send us questions and we love it if you do. You can email them to us at Salty Dogs, which I think everybody can spell, mm-hmm. at Buccaneers. Remember, that has two C's and two E's, but one in. So, Salty Dogs at Buccaneers.NFL.com. I'm surprised you didn't <coughs> sing the song. B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. Yes. .NFL.com. Yep. Go Bucks. Um, go. Or you can just, you can send them to me. And, and if you hashtag Salty Dogs, it makes it easier for me to find. Very good. Uh, so, thank you for blazing the Twitter trail there, Richard DeSola. All right. This came via email. And I think we were talking about, uh, Casey, like if, if somebody was going to be next man up, who's going to take my job? Oh, thing. yeah. And we mentioned Casey Phillips. Okay. So this isn't really, well, it is a question. If Casey fills in for you guys, for one of you guys, would the podcast be called Salty Dogs, comma, Beauty and the Beast edition? <laughs> yes, probably so. <laughs> who's the beauty and who's the beast? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing about this is it's a... Audio show. Yes, so it doesn't matter. Right. But I thought that was pretty clever. That was very clever. And his name's Anthony Rosati, and he says, love the show. So Say, thank, thank you. I like that. You yes. know, we will get Casey on. We've had her on before. Yep. We'll get her on again. She's a great guest. And it'll be Beauty and the Beasts. Beauty and the Beasts. All right, another question. Also via email. Hey, Salty Dogs, which he spelled with one word. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of my pet peeve when people write Super Bowls one word. It's not. It's two. It's not, it's two, and if you ever put the word Super Bowl as one word like on a resume, I'm just throwing it straight in the trash. Right. My name is Jose. I'm from Tampa, Florida, exclamation point. So he's very excited about living in Tampa, Florida. Good. I have a very good friend who lives in her name, Jose, but I don't think this is him. Mm-hmm. This is my first year listening, and I've been missing out. Well, you have. Well, you can go back to him, listen to that's the last true. year. That's true. They're archived. Yeah. I love ya. Another exclamation point. No, no, I love y'all. He just spelled it really weirdly. Okay. I love y'all work, but my question is, what do y'all truly believe the Bucks' overall record will be this year, and team MVP. Thanks. Looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah, you will because you have a question in the mailbag. It does. <clears throat> um, I really don't like this question. No, because you we get asked it a lot. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that you don't know. Nobody knows, and and nobody you're knows. You're asking for a guess. Yeah, I mean, for a guess, you know, you're hoping for the best. I mean, you want to go to the playoffs. Well, here's what I say, Jeff. He he wants to know team record and team MVP. So let me just say. If I were having to pick a team MVP right now, I'd probably go with Jameis because if a quarterback has a good year, yes. he's usually your, your MVP. Yeah, MVP, that's fair. So I'm going to pick Jameis, and if Jameis ends up the season as our MVP, then we probably had a very good year, uh, or at well least done. a pretty good year. Yes. So I will put the over-under at nine wins, and if you want to be optimistic, 
You can go 10. Hopefully mm-hmm. that happens. I do think this team has improved from last year. I do think that Bruce has tried. Bruce Arians has tried, and, and so far he's succeeded in establishing a winning culture. I know that's you can't put your hands no. on that. It's not proven. The attitude certainly <clears throat> is very I good. I just feel like this team's very confident. Mm-hmm. It is young. It is young. Yeah. And, there, you know, this new defense, looked, I, I thought it looked great in the preseason, but, it, you know, we, we don't know until we see. If you stay healthy, you're going to win games. If you don't stay healthy, you're not going to win games. Well, you and I both said that with the offense we tried it out last year, if our defense had just been middle of the pack instead of like near the bottom in terms of points allowed, right. we would have probably been at least a 500 team. Right. And and the problem is, is when you look at the league, you don't know who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. That's true. You can look at that, and and, and I don't care who does the schedule and go, oh, this is what I think. This is. It never plays out that way. Perfect example last year. How many people, when they got the schedule of last year, wrote W Buccaneers, W Buccaneers the first two weeks New of Orleans last year? New Orleans and Philly. Yes. <clears throat> New Orleans on the road, the Super Bowl champs coming to town. But New Orleans did end up being quite good. They did. They came within one non-called penalty of making mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Philly, I don't think they had the year they wanted, but they're back. Mm-hmm. They're still good. But you beat both those teams. Yeah. So if they're good teams and you beat them, then you must be considered a good team. But if you go by the record, we weren't that good of a team last year. We didn't, we didn't sustain it. And there were issues. There were injury issues, and the defense just didn't really pull it together. That New Orleans game was 48-40. to 40. Yeah. I'm not a fan of how many wins you think we're going to have. I, I know, but I, I mean, just, it's a nice thing to it's a, No, Jose, I appreciate you yeah. the, taking the time to write the letter, and I'm glad you're listening. And if, if you want, go to Buccaneers.com and hit Salty Dogs, and you'll be able to go back to podcasts you from can last go year. right back to number one when we had Rondi mm-hmm. Barber on for the first time. Yeah, or yeah. you can listen to about a month, uh, three weeks ago, yeah. we had Rondi Barber on again. Right. On occasion of his the announcement of his Ring of Honor, right. impending honor. Right. I just, you know what, it, in, it, in all fairness to everyone, we want, we want to be around a winning team, just like you. It's so much it's more it's enjoyable. More, it, it is fun. <clears throat> you take the losses. You take the wins. It's a business. Totally understand all of that. But it's, you're still a sports fan. Yeah, or you couldn't do this job. And you, you want to see the people that are whose jobs are dependent yeah. upon winning in the long run. You know, coaches, it, it, after a certain number of years, if you're not winning, they know that. They, they know this business. And you don't want to see those guys lose their jobs, so you want this team to succeed for their sake. Yeah, there's a lot to go into it. But I'm hoping for the best, and we'll see where it plays out. Okay. And, it, and then at the end of the season, we'll tell you how many wins and losses <laughs> it will be. And it'll be accurate. And uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Very true. See that? And Nailed it. Nailed it. Hopefully we're counting wins in January. Yes. Um, Salty Dog playoff version. One more question. Okay. From a guy named Lyndon. Does he, people L- still name their children Lyndon? Like Lyndon, Lyndon B. Johnson? Hmm. I was Lyndon? When's the last time you went to Lyndon? Uh, I have a friend that's Landon. It's, okay. His name's Landon. Congratulations. Yes. That doesn't answer so, the question. Well, is it, is it how's it spelled? L- like Lyndon B. Johnson. L-Y-N-D-O-N. Oh. You do remember who Lyndon B. Johnson was, right? No. Yes, you do. I think you were in his cabinet. Was he, uh, he was the one uh, after Kennedy. Yes, Jeff. Thank you. And then he decided in 68 he wasn't going to run again. Is that right? Yeah, he only ran one time. Okay. Yeah, he, he's 64. He's president two terms, but only elected one once. One and a half. Yeah, but he was, he did basically two terms, but only He could elected. have run for another one, though, right? Yeah. He could have he could have run from he ran in sixty four and he could have run in sixty eight but he didn't run but in sixty eight. Don't you read history books? I, Seriously, I, I what have I gotten wrong? Oh, nothing. I've been right. I'm just giving you a hard time. So yes, who 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 ran then? Because 
When? Nixon would have won that one, right? 68? In 68. Uh, Hubert Humphrey. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Hubert Humphrey Dome. <gasps> was the, was Remember it? we used to go yeah. to the Hubert Humphrey uh-huh. Dome yeah. in, in Minnesota. Minnesota? And he was the senator. Then he was vice president. And then he be- wanted to run for presidency. See how you tie football into. Yeah. It's a history lesson for it everybody is. out there. There you go. It's really exciting stuff. You're welcome. Um, all right. One more question from Lyndon. Fellas, I'll make this short and sweet. <laughs> we, we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really what our forte. Who you got for breakout player of this season? Who you got? And since you did, thanks for reading. He's not the first guy to make that joke, <laughs> but, but it's a good one. Well done. Well like played. It. We'll give it to you. Um, breakout player? For us. He didn't say that, but I assume he means for us. Yeah. What do you consider a breakout player? Someone that you didn't expect to do really, really well? No, I would say somebody who hasn't yet achieved, like, a certain level of, like, uh, okay, I'll give you a good one I think is a good choice. Vernon Hargrave. That's who I was going to take. Uh-huh. Got to act fast, Yeah, I was going to, but I didn't want to step on you. Well, Vernon Hargraves. He would be the breakout player, yes, because uh, he started to play well last year, got hurt early in the preseason. Looks great all throughout camp. And, yes. Very, very confident. Obviously loves this defense. I think that's part of it. You know, that's a, that's a reason for a guy yeah. to break out in his fourth season because he's in the best situation that he's been in, and that's making him very, very confident. I don't think he ever really lacked for confidence. Mm-hmm. But So, okay, I'll let you have that one. I'll try to think of another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Ronald as, Jones. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to think about who's Chris on. Godwin, does he count yet? No. Is I think, he already too I, established? I, I think he's too established. Plus, everybody is on the Ronald Jones uh, hype train yeah. for good reason. Yeah. I mean, I meant to say Chris Godwin. You know what? Donovan Smith. So how do you judge a left tackle breaking out? Does he make the Pro Bowl or something? Yes. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough for those guys because the guys who make it, of course, Trent Williams isn't playing right mm-hmm. now. The guys who make it at tackle tend to make it over and over again. Mm-hmm. You're Joe Thomas's and I mean, he, Joe he, Staley's. He's played well. He's been rewarded. <clears throat> now I'd like to see the next level. Jeff, we need him to be good because I, we don't have a lot of proven. We Our offensive tackle depth was clearly a concern because they went out and traded uh, on the day that all the cuts were made. Right before the cuts were made, they traded uh, with Pittsburgh to get Gerald Hawkins, who's a, a depth guy. He's, start, he's played five games in his career with one start, had some injury issues that he's overcome. Um, but they obviously, even without having had that guy here, they like him better than what we had. So that was obviously an area of concern. So if Donovan Smith goes down, you're really unproven behind him. What I'd like to see, too. But he won't because he plays every game. You know what I want to see is a breakout year. I want to see the offense and the defense as units break out. <laughs> what about the kickers? You want them to break out? Fine. Too? Let's throw them in there, too. So, Let's get it done. So just all answer three, is all the three entire phrases. Team. Hey, just for once. I just know. give me 53, 53 guesses. Just give me a point. chance, you know? <laughs> just give me a chance. Keep well, me in the game. I don't think, like, say, Levante David can break out because he's already broken out. Yes. As an example. I think that's fair. Mike yeah. Evans can't really break out. No. No, because all you're going to do with Mike and with Levante is whether they've uh, had the same great years that they had. So if you're going to be talking about them, it's usually they will. Usually you go, oh yeah, he's having another great year. It might be hard for Mike to duplicate his 1,580 yards whatever he had last year. Mm-hmm. But you know where he can get back is is touchdowns, and there's that's a little bit of a you know it's not all in your guy, a guy's control. Uh, so those t- touchdown. If you look at Calvin Johnson's career, he's obviously a superstar. Look mm-hmm. at his touchdowns some year, some someday. It'll be like twelve one year for the next twelve. That's what. What was it? Keyshawn Johnson had over like fifty thousand million yards and had one touchdown. One, no, he had over a hundred catches that yeah. year, and then one one touchdown. touchdown. He, do you remember? He, he got he one was more a salty about that. Can I tell you something? He, he did had, not like questions. He had one that. more touchdown than I did. Okay. 
<laughs> Keyshawn was very salty about that particular no. uh, statistical note. I just kind of threw did not like to be asked about. I that. don't know why that popped in my head, but it did. Well, you remember when he had the streak of um, at consecutive games? He, I think, his whole career they had at least one catch, mm-hmm. and it was against the Jets we were playing, and he didn't have one. So we threw. Was like, that was that the flashlight in the star game? Uh, what was his name? The tight end, um, Trebet Wayne. What was? Uh, you have lost me completely. Keyshawn Johnson was the star, and he the, said this. Yeah, he Keyshawn Johnson was the star. Okay, and the tight end was the flashlight. <laughs> it was, you know, and then and we lost that game because of a trick play to the tight end around. Oh. It was a fake and. Yes. The, uh, the Jets tight end? Yes. Because the name you were kind of trying to get there was Wayne Corbett. It was, that's who it was. was. a wide receiver. Okay, then that's who it was. <clears throat> um, I was trying to remember who tried to go back Oh, to that's it. right, because they were teammates and with he, the Jets. And he and got And everybody traded loved here. Wayne Corbett, yes. who was a good player, mm-hmm. um, but kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. whereas Keyshawn was a first overall pick. Right, and, and he came here, and it was the and first game. that's what he and, said about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in that game, Keyshawn didn't have a catch, and so we threw him... A pass, snap the ball, throw it straight down the line, and he got like one yard, and that was his one one catch for one yard. That was it. But his streak was alive. That Hallelujah! Was his, that was his star. <laughs> and then Krabat, you know how many years ago that was? I can't, I, can't, I can't remember what we had for lunch today. Two thousand one, I think it was. <laughs> Jeez, there was sushi, Jeff. I know it was very good. You would remember that you're a sushi guy. Yeah, that's right. And it wasn't on the airplane, Did, so it was even better. But there was sushi on the flight back. When? This trip, this last trip, was there? It was one of the choices. Nobody was eating anything because it was like two in the morning, but it was on the list. And you missed it. You love sushi on a plane. You're like sushi you on know, a plane kind of sore. You know what? I was really tired, and I remember them uh, asking, "Do you want?" And I was like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, nobody I, was. Eating. I, I just didn't want. It. I didn't even ask what was on. So I have to remember that. Well, you, you, what you do remember from the flight back is watching that movie I recommended to you. You did. You, you and I'll yes. recommend it to all these listeners if you haven't seen it. Long shot with um, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It, yeah, and when we were, we were that t- movie is delightful. I don't even know how <clears throat> it came out. I think we were on the bus and you said something about. I was a movie. telling Chris King. Oh, that's what it was in PR because he sees every movie and I knew he'd have an opinion yeah. on it. I remember you saying that, and and I like to, I like to watch something that I don't have to really think real hard about. You know, especially after a game, I just want to relax. It was funny. It, it was it was so funny, and it was it was you kind know, hearted and nice. It yeah, was like there weren't a lot of moments no. where you're cringing. No, it was it's the kind of movie that it was it was funny enough that I was laughing out loud. That Dave Moore, who has headsets on watching his own movie, hears me laughing so hard where he has to stop his movie and say, "What are you watching?" That you because I don't usually laugh out loud, so. But so, it's good yeah, if, you want, good if you're looking for a good movie, and it's relatively new, but it should be out there, long shot. Seth Rogen, Charlize yep. Theron, romantic comedy, if you like that sort of thing. But I, Seth Rogen's type of humor. It's good stuff. Very thank funny. you for the recommendation. Maybe not a full it. family movie, though. No, I think it's no. an adult it's movie. It's an adult movie. Don't, you but, don't watch it is, with your kids. but it is a funny movie. It is, And it has some good... good yeah. All right, so we've talked country music, and yep. we've talked movies. And we've recommended movies. Hey, just so everybody knows, what if a you're podcast. listening to this, if you're, in the, if you're in the sound of my voice, and you can come to Tampa on Sunday, 2 p.m., Tickets remain. Tickets remain. Maybe not a lot. Tug McGraw. Or Tug McGraw. Tim, Tim McGraw. <laughs> I see now you got me saying Tug because of his dad. Uh, Tim McGraw, yes. And then the encore performance at halftime, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's a great halftime. Yes. And it's all because of the fan ten fan. I have to fan look. Fan centennial? Fan centennial? Yeah. 
Hundredth year? The hundredth year. But they do have, I have to look at it to be able to say it. <laughs> um, but, but that's because we're celebrating 100 years of NFL football, and this is a great way to begin yeah, our season. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, and we hope you are, you mm-hmm. probably can still get tickets. Yes. I know they were, their goals, look, obviously, their goals yeah. to sell this game out, and there's right. a chance that happens. So I would move quickly. But the yeah. Tim McGraw thing makes it an unbelievable yeah, value. I, well, not only that, but it's just fun. I mean, it's just going to be a fun day, period. I mean, yeah. And then Ed Bucks night, are going to beat San Fran. Yep, you're going to you're going to have great music. You're going to see great football, and you're going to go home smiling. Brandon Hargraves and Ronald Jones are going to break out. There we break out, and then uh, Salty Dogs next week. You're going to go, wow, these guys are really brilliant. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to do it. All right, very well. Since you did, thanks for listening.